first two you, you mentioned like the first uh, last two. night. Yeah, those were a little different. And, and will they be confrontational, or is it just a matter of finding who owns them? It's a little bit of both. It's yeah. a little bit of both. One of them won't be. One of them probably will be. But it's uh, they got to go. Yeah, I, 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 to. there is a stretch along the tracks there that. Yes. And who wants to live right next to those tracks anyway? I yeah. Mean, well, you know it's the quality of life issues. Yeah, it's got to be loud. I mean, I it, I hear. I don't live anywhere near the track. Oh no. In the middle of the night, you hear those trains. You know, from a long way off. But uh, yeah, they have to go. And and what's happened with those partic- in particular? You know, they've infringed on the businesses. They, you know, from stealing water to, you know, panhandling to it has just become or had become a little haven for a lot of problems. Um, So and we're taking some steps as a city. We now have a placard that we can mark a house uh, that can't be lived in with no utilities. We have taken one police officer and kind of uh, uh, brought him in a couple of days a week. And that's something brand new to help with some of these nuisance things Um, just just to give Jimmy with compliance, uh, uh, you know, more teeth. And it's needed. But uh, most of the houses we did last night and all the houses we did at the previous meeting are part of a grant that we've applied for. There's a $150,000 minimum. We will certainly be past that. It can go up to half a million dollars. And we have a... Yeah, the deadline, though, on that. They moved the deadline, and now it's August 1st. Good. So there were four houses added this morning. So the more we talk about it, the more, you know, you do your thing and... uh, it gets out there in the media that the bigger help it is. And uh, now I'm understanding that this might happen every year. But let's just get the first one yeah, and be happy yeah. with that. But I think it is something that might actually be reoccurring, which is good. I mean, it's a great way to help us with the money that the city already spends on demos and, you know, junk issues and those kind of things. So uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, we are very hopeful and very optimistic about getting the grant. And all these properties uh, need to be addressed. So if they don't get addressed that way, you know, they'll they'll be on the list to address them some other way. But uh, excited about that. It could be really good and, and make a really good impact of that many, you know, dilapidated structures at once. Yeah, and, and for um, anyone listening, remind them what uh, the prerequisites are. Yeah, it has to fit our program. So we only tear things down when they are a health public safety hazard. So it has to go through our process. It has to be inspected, and it has to, you know, be eligible. I always say this, ugly meets code. And many of the things that people turn in and say should be torn down, if if they present no health or public safety issue, I I don't have the authority to tear them down. So it's a process. um, And then once they're approved that they meet the process, sometimes we have cooperative owners and they tear them down themselves. Sometimes they don't. Uh, they file the flight plan, like I call it, and come to a meeting and say, you know, what do you do with it in the next 30 days, the next 60 days? And sometimes they begin to make progress. Sometimes they don't. And at the end, we end up tearing it down. Uh, we have to do asbestos testing uh, because we have to remove all of that asbestos before it comes down properly. And then after that, we bid out uh, tearing the houses down. And you have to be a qualified because I get that a lot. You know, a lot of people think they can just come and give the city a price to do X. And it doesn't work that way. You know, you have to have the occupational license. You have to have the license for the trade you're in. You have to have workman's comp insurance. You have to have uh, an umbrella policy. You know, I mean, we have requirements. We, you we you are just can't want the Cypress. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what, you know, we're kind of running out of, you know, and it's sad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those Cypress structures, uh, 
are becoming less and less. I, I, you know, a lot of times now we're tearing down trailers and plastic doesn't have much use or, you know, uh, more modern houses that's just, you know, regular number two pond. But every once in a while you'll see some and I'm like, man, I can't believe that's going to the landfill. But at one time, years ago, people would build on these houses and you're exactly right to salvage all the cypress. But, you know, most of those are, they're not all gone. We have tons of cypress frame buildings left, which is good. But the ones that are dilapidated, they were easy pickings. You know, you could pick them up for next to nothing and, you know, triple your money. I mean, I've torn some down that they were going to come down anyway, and I could use the cypress on some other restoration projects. So for a while I used to tear uh, buildings down and stuff to salvage cypress. But, uh, yeah, those days are about over. Gotcha. And, again, um, the title, the clear title. Yes, clear title. You have to prove you're the owner. Some of them have to do some succession work. Uh, it is rare, and, you know, Jeff is researching them as we go. Like, we know some of them, even some of the ones last night, we were like, probably won't make the cut. Um, some of these things, I mean, one of the houses we're fooling with was built in 1918, mm. you know? So it, it probably does have some cypress, but it was in very bad shape. But it was built in 1918, so, you know, when you figure the amount of family members from 1918 till now, uh, you know, that's going to be a whole lot of signatures. Unless they appoint an attorney and the attorney is appointed to represent all of them. I mean, there are some legal ways to kind of get through through it, but you have to go and hire an attorney. Gotcha. So, again, um, those uh, two, uh, the, the two main ones, uh, without the grant, uh, they're up for public hearing. Yes. Coming up in a month or two. Yes, yeah. come up come up at the next meeting. All right. I did have a public hearing and uh, an adoption up for final uh, adoption, an ordinance up for final adoption, uh, LGAP funds. Yeah, yeah, two lawnmowers and a truck, you know, and that's about what we do every year. But uh, that's money we get from the state, and uh, we always spend it on equipment for various departments. Got you a few resolutions. Uh, You talked a little bit about the Sliman Theater renovations. Yeah, yeah, came out really nice. So we now have a new carpet. that is carpet tile now so that we can uh, pick up a tile when something happens and not have to change the whole carpet. Uh, but it's been painted. The stage has, has been resurfaced. Uh, so it came out good, and that's just a building that so many people use. All right. You wanted to hire Robert Vines to represent the city in the fire police civil service, uh, some issue there? Yeah, well, we bumped it. Uh, normally we ask them to come. Uh, Jeff Simon has asked that he get a little bit of relief because you can imagine his normal workload. And I, I mean, I'm not bragging, but we are busy. The city does have, you know, many, many projects and many opportunities in front of it. So we keep him hopping. And then these houses just pushed it over the top. I mean, for him to have to do all this title work for this many houses is pretty crazy, but we didn't want to pass it up, so uh, we have a police issue, and so he wanted to bring someone in, and it's the case that we need a prosecutor, and, you know, we, it's it's rare to find attorneys who want to come on one-off, you know, little things. Uh, but he couldn't make the meeting, and uh, I did have a couple council people that weren't there, and I just thought, okay, let's just move it till, till the next meeting because we have made a point over the last two years for sure that anybody we appoint to anything, we ask them to come to the meeting. Like we, we had a civil service reappointment. Mr. Abreu was there. He was he was at the meeting. Uh, anytime we appoint someone, we try to ask them to show their face. So he was out of town, so I just moved it to the next meeting. All right. Introduced a couple of ordinances, uh, one in regard to the Tourist Commission, former 
Tourist Commission building. Don't want to confuse the current oh, one. Oh, yeah, really. But really. Uh, it's been utilized by the Pepperplex for a while. For a long while. That was built by Votech and was the uh, Tourist Commission building prior to the one that they occupy now. And it was donated to the, or brought to the Pepperplex. But the power still basically, I guess, had title to the building, and they still insured the building. So they wanted to drop the insurance and say, we're done with this. And since the city took over, you know, one time the parish paid some utility bills for the Pepperplex. The parish had that building out there. Well, you know, now it's a city facility, so those things went by the wayside. But when they realized, uh, I guess they audited themselves and looked at, you know, their real estate, and they realized they were paying the insurance on that building. So uh, we're taking this step so that we will own it completely they will give up all right to it, and they'll stop paying the insurance. And gotcha. we will—we already are. We're paying, you know, for everything out there. You mentioned uh, it's got uh, some life left in it, but I think it's so. not a long-term. Well, it needs to be remodeled, and uh, we are planning in a future phase. We have one not not coming, but at some point, we will build a new office. And when we do that, we will keep this little building. And turn around, you know, umpire space, uh, you know, uh, team meeting space, something. But we kind of have looked at it's worth keeping, but uh, and we need to use it for now because you know I can't we can't rebuild or build everything at once. It's 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 all happening in, you know in phases. Very good. Another uh, ordinance introduction uh, amending the budget to appropriate funds for a wastewater screen replacement. Uh, that's a big old deal. That's the head works. That's where everything comes in. It's some big screens. They're big, giant mesh screens, custom-built for this sewer plant, because you can't just buy a sewer plant. Off. You don't buy a sewer plant kit, you know. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what I, you know, I wanted to say last night, but you don't. So, and we have two of these big screens, and we're going to need three. You and I often talk about that the parish has uh, is pumping sewer faster at the flow rate than uh, our agreement, our existing agreement is. We also hear of, you know, and great, I want it to happen, hear of other projects coming that would increase their capacity. So while we're doing this, we need to make it big enough uh, to accommodate, you know, a new agreement and more sewer. So that's a good problem to have. On the flip side, what we have is failing, and it's not good. So we, we move some money around. We have a low-interest loan that's coming we have the five million that we got from the state already. As you know, we're spending eleven point nine million this year, but the estimates we got back to hurry up and get this done were a little higher than we anticipated. So what we did was move some money uh, just to make sure that we have enough so that I can enter into a contract. The engineers can start their work, and then as quickly as they can put it together, I can advertise and put it out for bid. There was some talk if this felt fell under the criteria of an emergency. But it didn't. We looked at it and said, no, it's, you know, we can't go that route. And that would have saved maybe three weeks. You're not talking about a huge amount of time. So anyway, so we budgeted some money, put some money in the account just to make sure we have enough. Now our engineers are finishing their preliminary design work and trying to come up with some better estimates because the first one I got was much higher than I anticipated. But it's got to be done. Very good. And uh, one thing, then uh, the next thing was the uh, property standard issues. Uh, I was anxious to hear uh, Jimmy Landry's concerns about bulky waste. Uh, yeah, we, we what we're trying to do is, you know, pelicans, the garbage cans are good. The bulky waste, they're catching up and they are 
still a little behind the eight ball. It's still not as good as I would like it, and I don't think it's as good as they would like it. So we started looking at problems and said, okay, it, it's all not my citizens. It's all not Pelicans. It's all not, you know, Public Works gets involved and picks stuff up that we never did before. So I'm like, okay, we've got to figure this out. Well, we quickly noticed how many piles are convoluted between tires and clothes and loose garbage and garbage and limbs, and it just becomes this big mess. And so Pelicans really doesn't know what to do because it all goes to separate lanes. They're not paid to sort all of that. They only pick up houses. Remember, we have about 11,000 households, and so they pick up houses. They don't pick up empty lots. If I had asked them to pick up empty lots, well, we couldn't afford. I mean, mm. we would be so in the hole till it's ridiculous. Plus, it would encourage people to, to dump just put in stuff on empty, empty lots, lots. Yeah. right? Right, which is happening anyway. So Jimmy and I thought, and Pelicans, that we should begin an education program of how to put your trash. You can put up to five tires a year, but they need to be separated by themselves in front of your house. We can put. Uh, they will take bags. But you can't put 75 bags out and then, or clean a house out and it's full of all kind of craziness. And then the scavengers come, and they do come, and they start opening all the bags and, you know, spreading stuff everywhere. And then Pelicans comes, and by that time it's a mixed pile, and the neighbor has added some, and who knows who else. And then it just sits there because they say it's not in their contract to pick up that mess, even though they're the garbage, but, you know, it's just not in the right delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what ends up happening is I send, we call that a hot pile because it gets worse <laughs> and worse. And then the, you know, the neighbors are complaining and then I feel that I need to do something cause I wouldn't want to live next to that if I didn't cause it. So then we pull them off of their regular route and send them to clean up the hot spots. And like, uh, councilman Lewis made a really good remark last night. He goes, well, you know, if every district has a hot, you know, a hot pile or a hot spot, you know, just stay on your route and pick them up that way. But it doesn't always work that way. And once you have a hot pile, if you don't go get it, it just gets worse and worse. I mean, I have watched them from, you know, something the size of your desk that is not, uh, doesn't qualify to be picked up. And then if you leave it, whoever put it there doesn't normally pick it up or, or redo their pile. And then, you know, within a week, it's five times it'll fill this room. So we really go get the hot piles just so they don't get hotter. Um, but it's uh, costly. We have to send public works a lot of times. Um, and that we blew our budget in, I'd say by May for sure, the budget for the year of, you know, assisting with dumping spots and those kind of things was gone. And the tires really are killing us. So what we tried to do was a wrong way on. Man, oh, what? Lord. What we tried to do was come up with a the beginnings of an educational program, and we're going to continue to do that to try to get people to realize. The other thing is, and that's kind of, you know, it's always the carrot or the stick. Uh, it was brought up last night by probably three different council people of, you know, let's just hold the landowner accountable and start finding them. And that's what many other communities do. So we instructed our clerk, Laney, to look and see what other communities are doing. How are they getting a handle on this and, and getting people, you know, where, where they're following the rules. So we are researching that. I think you might look for some tweaking of some ordinances. I think you can look for Pelicans to uh, kind of do more in the educational realm. And we're going to do the same just to try to get this under control because uh, every time there's a problem and we yank them to a problem, when they go back on the route, I don't think they're always starting where they left off. And I see that blocks are being missed. And, you know, I have a contract that it's $100 per miss 
They have one day to fix it. And then after that, it's $100 a day until they fix it. And $100 a miss. So I have done some calculations, and when they miss a street and it's got 20 houses on it, I mean, it, it adds up quick. So we're, we're working through that with, with them. I really didn't want to have to start, you know, fining, but if I do, I do. So this is just part of the, the solution to get our bulky waste pickup, uh, you know, better. Uh, we, we need to do better. Um, so this is the start of it, and that's why we had that discussion. Their, their goal, though, is um, once a week, right? Yes. Same as your yes. garbage day. Right. And you see, it used to be every two weeks. And they bid the job, and we asked for a price because I wanted it every week because you you do the longer something stays out, the worse it is. And uh, they bid, and they bid no additional charge to pick it up every week. So I signed the contract. Um, but I do find that, you know, it's kicking their butt. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different uh, truck that picks up the bulky waste than the Yes, but the waste. regular truck can take some stuff. They are some small piles, and they have been doing that. And we talked yeah. about that from the beginning. So with the regular garbage truck. Like if you fill up your 96-gallon, it you can put a few things to the side yeah. that would normally be in there. Yes, yes, and that's what people are doing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I also see that if it's little bitty limbs and little small one little pile, I'll see the same garbage truck pick it up. That's good. I mean, just get it out of my street as fast as you can. So, uh, but... The bulky waste is, you know, uh, another boom truck and, you know, some other trucks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is there a, a spot on the city's website where they can see how this should be handled? We are putting one. We are in the process of getting that done to where we can educate as well. And, you know, we might have to do some Facebook posts or whatever, you know, social media. We're going to have to use social media as one of our outlets, of course. But, uh, yes, we are working on that. All right. And after that uh, discussion, uh, council remarks, anything of note uh, in there? No, not not really. I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, we talked about projects we've got going and things that have happened around town, but not, not nothing really stood out. Yeah. Anything in your remarks uh, apart from what's posted on, you know, your typical uh, reminders? No, not really. It was, uh, you know, we were probably wore out from all those houses, I guess. But, uh, no, it didn't... Uh, Nothing that sticks out. Gotcha. Any interesting project updates? Uh, Let's see. I went to a pre-bid conference this morning at Park Elementary. So that project will kick off, and it's just one wing that we're trying to get operational. At the end of the day, it will be a a senior citizen center for the West End area and a little computer lab that we will kind of partner with Boys and Girls Club. They'll be able to use it, but so will the community. But it's just in one wing. Unfortunately, we've had some vandalism issues, and they're all it, – it, it's, it's, you can go look at the damage and see it's, it's kids. But uh, the building when we bought it a year ago didn't even have a broken window, or hardly, and now we've, we've got some vandalism. So we're in the process of buttoning up our alarm system, securing the facility – while we start construction, at least in that first wing. But that's kind of a bummer because, you know, you can end up spending twenty grand that could have gone into the project, mm-hmm. you know, fixing stuff. So that, that, that really uh, was a downer. But that project's getting started. I'm excited about it. It adds on to the park. It does uh, bring new opportunities to communities. I think it's a good thing. So that one's about to kick off. The I'm going to look at the renderings of the uh, – bathroom and stage in addition at the steamboat warehouse downtown 
that's going to be out for bid. I think it's at the fire marshal now. And so when they get their review, we'll be advertising to bid that. That's a really nice project. Then the skate park out of the old pool. I uh, haven't seen the renderings yet. It's very early, but they are beginning to work with some specialists who design skate parks. So we had a meeting about that this morning, and that that's going to be a, a fun project. Pool house is down, right? Pool house is down. Yeah. The new pool, and now I can talk about that, Marcus Bryant scored uh, the architectural for the new pool. They would have an Amaldol address. We'll take the property where the dog pound and the sewer plant used to be, and that's where the new pool will occur, centrally located to the whole town. I've already talked to the school board about, uh, well, the superintendent, about when we start the design of the pool, we'll get all the high schools that have swim teams in the room. I think it's very important for them to have something that they can hold tournaments and that they can utilize, and that gives me immediate activity and, and, and you know, community worth, if you will. Is that basically uh, an Olympic size? Well, kind of I think thing? you can do a half of one. Okay. I don't know that I can do the full Olympic size, but the architecture is 300000 and it's always 10% by the state fee curve, so that means we'll be building a $3 million pool. But the vein of thought is, and it holds true, or at least it has, if the state funds your design, well, then in the future year, they're going to fund your project. So at least we now know that we can talk about, you know, at some point, I'm not saying it won't take a while, but, you know, we will have a pool again. Um, and I think that's very important. So that's I'm excited about that. Capital outlay, we ended up with $1.5 million uh, for the next phase of the Pepperplex. So excited about that. Design work will begin on that fairly soon. And then we got another half a million that we can spend on the gyms. As you know, both gyms have been re-roofed. Both gyms have new air conditioning. We're in the process of finishing up Boys and Girls Club at uh, West End, which they'll have two locations, which is awesome. We changed the air conditioning, and we painted most of both of the gyms. With some of the new money coming, we'll finish painting. The sprinkler system is being designed right now for sear gates, which can make me legal and make me, when we are a shelter, where I don't have to have my uh, fireman stay there for 24 hours at a time. Uh, so that's kind of getting us a little more legal, if you will, and, and mm. it's long overdue. But both of the gyms, we've got another half a million, so that will be split equally between the two gyms and you know, keep moving in that direction of uh, you know, improving our services and improving our citizens' quality of life and trying to offer new things. Gotcha. How's the road program going? Road program's going pretty good. They're having trouble getting, it's always something it seems like, but they're having trouble getting the aggregate again. And so uh, Front Street, Indes Street, Bank Street are some of the big ones. If you go down front in Indes, you'll see that they ripped up the roads. They concrete patched all of the sub-base that was subpar or failing. And then now we're just waiting for them to be able to get enough aggregate to come and do these streets. So that, that's a little bit of an aggravation, but, I mean, it's out of their control. Is that part of the slowdown on Charles Street? I uh -huh. haven't noticed much there too, activity there. there. Yeah. So they are trying to get the aggregate. They have written some letters. Of course, they're covering themselves so they don't get liquidated damages. The concrete streets are going well. And then, you know, remember, come this October, we're going to try one more time. It's not a new tax burden. Uh, we uh, Actually, I was invited to a PAC meeting, so some citizens have put a PAC together again, and we are hoping to do a better job of educating with the city. We had some city money dedicated this time to educate the public. Um, 
and that that program is getting underway. We took a bunch of uh, photographs last week. It was fun. We got myself and the whole city council on a uh, a steamroller, and so you're going to see some ad informational ads. I'll say from the city uh, coming out that inform you what's going on. But we're going to do a much bigger. Uh, PR campaign, you know, it didn't make it by 133 votes. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we could do that, that would give us about another close to 15 million that we'd have to spend very quickly on roads because we need it. So, uh, but the current program's going good. You know, if you if you look at Facebook, I, I don't think they they acknowledge we have. And I say they, it's just how it goes. The group dynamics doesn't really uh, acknowledge that we have a road program and that we are spending 12.5 as we speak. Um, so hopefully another fifteen million could maybe let people realize we we really are you know we really care about our roads and we really are working on them. And that would be fifteen million a year or no one shot fifteen million. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Uh, interest rates went up drastically from the first time we tried to do it. That we wouldn't have had millions, but we would have had some money for maintenance. But you know the bonds we were floating back then we had point nine percent interest. Yeah. And eight point nine percent interest anymore. So the money's not going to go. You know. The 133 votes were really more important than we ever thought because interest rates have gone up so much. So we won't be able to do near what we could have done. But, hey, look, I'm going to take whatever I can get. We have a grant that we wrote to try to get the first time we ever saw a road grant, so we applied for it. We don't have an answer. The state is still says it's uh, you know being reviewed. We were hoping to get that. It wasn't a huge amount of money, but, I mean, it was a million bucks. It's a lot of money. So that would have done some roads and some uh, – areas so um you know we're trying i'm not going to quit and if this doesn't work in october i'll try to think of something else because i don't want to do like every other mayor which was you know during their tenure they did a road program and then couldn't afford to do another one so we have to be fairly creative in how we do it i get beat constantly you know again in the world of social media well why did he build a marina and he didn't put that money in the road but i mean people just need and if they don't understand i can't make them when you apply for a grant, you can only do what that grant that you've applied for, you know, is relative to. So am I going to take – I'll take a grant for anything I can get. Anything we do to improve New Iberia, any money we spend, rolls over in our community, hires local people, adds to our quality of life. And if you want to try, not beat them, just try to hang. If you just want to hang a little bit with Broussard, Youngsville, and Lafayette, you better be spending some money. You better be improving your community or your community is going to move on you. And when we have certainly seen that. So for me, a community is either living or dying, and there's not much middle ground. And the only way a community lives or, you know, is there to fight another day, you better be spending some money on something, and you better look for every quality of life or every business you can attract or anything you can do. Well, that's a pretty broad spectrum, but that's what it's going to take. So when I see money for something a little unusual or out of the box or just the normal mundane, you know, whatever, I'm going after it. Because, again, we're we either growing or dying, and there is no middle ground. And we've seen that. We've seen times that we just – people were running out of here, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't good. So, anyway, but uh, – so I'm busy with that. Got a lot going on when it comes to, you know, projects. And we're just going to keep, keep on keeping on. I got a great council, and, you know, they get it. So it's a good thing. A lot of these things we've talked about are economic development issues. Yeah. But any um – thing on the horizon that you can tease uh, i'm trying man i've met with two developers so far this year uh it was slow in the very first part of the year we have a good sized developer 
I just can't tell if he's going to pull the trigger or not, but he looked at some local properties and we hooked him up with a realtor, hooked him up with some property owners, gave him some, uh, you know, what incentive packages were available from the state, whatever we could do. Um, so we trying, you know, it is a little slow. I find that uh, last year was, you know, we didn't have that many. We had a few new new businesses come. That prior to that, we were we were really kind of going much more. Not that we are not as aggressive. I'm just finding that interest rates have moved up, and our developer contacts are a little skittish. They are, you know, have pulled back, and not pulled back just on New Iberia. Just in general, I'm not seeing, you know, as much activity. And, uh, you know, we're looking for it, believe me, because uh, we have one company that contacted me. It's kind of out of my realm, but it's not. I mean, I'm going to help. If you succeed in the parish, you're going to succeed in our city, okay? Yeah. I have a company I'm working with that I, and I've contacted everybody else, and we'll be bringing in a whole lot of the people to help me. But I'm going to get it to first base that uh, maybe would go to the port. Okay. So we sent them some information. Got some information from the port director, got some information from some property owners, and uh, my client, if you will, that's what I call him anyway, he's, uh, he's in Italy for another two or three weeks. And so we're trying to entice him, and I'll set up you know, everybody and get everybody else involved and get me out of the middle of it if it looks like he's really going to come. And, and I have about one or two of those. Every couple of months I have some you know, possibility. Uh, do they wash out more often than they come? Yeah, they do. But uh, this is my latest one, and a business guy hooked me up and said, you got a business brain, you know, why don't you help this guy? And he doesn't really like politicians, and you don't really fit the bill, so maybe you can help him. And so we went back and forth just talking about construction and those kind of things. And then he says, you know, you might be my guy. I said, well, you know, let me hook you up with this one or that. And he said, no, no, you're going to help me. So uh, I got him some information. He liked what I got him. Um, I did contact the state and say, okay, if this dude goes any further, you know, he's too big for me. I need some help. So we'll see where it goes. But, uh, you know, it, it has not been retailed, you know, like I hear. Um, I hear a few projects that might be coming. Uh, some are good and some, oh, it's just going to start again. We don't need another one of X, uh, you know. But our stats, our income levels, our stats – uh, our existing track record, you know, they're going to come with what makes money in New Iberia. And when you say you have too many dollar stores or too many Chinese restaurants or pick on whatever business you want to, if they're profitable and they see it's profitable, they're going to keep coming until it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, you know, I have a couple of people mad at me about our anti-violence program. They think that's going to, you know, scare people off. Both big developers said you're one of the few communities that is addressing your issues. We look at your crime stats. They're really not any worse than, you know, other communities. One even asked me, who did I make mad in Lafayette? Because every (laughs) time there's a shooting, they seem to come here, okay? Uh, And that we seem to get kind of a over-coverage of negative. And uh, they said, but you look at the stats, and you're pretty much even with everybody else. Uh, but you're the only one who's out there really trying to address the issue. So a few people are skittish and think that because you put a sign up that says no more silence, stop the gun violence, that all of a sudden you're you're saying, you know, we're not a safe community. It actually, the developers that I've talked to are kind of refreshed by it that, hey, you know, here's a community who says, hey, this is what we are and we're trying to fix it. Um, Yeah, I I would hope uh, it would inhibit... uh future criminal activity just knowing there's more eyes or hoping that there are more eyes 
out there, and if people think there are more eyes out there or who are willing to speak, it may You're prevent. exactly right. You're exactly mm. right. I mean, we sponsored 30 kids for, I think, 26 of them stuck, 25 of them, for this year's city's summer camp. And through the anti-violence program, we sponsored those kids. Our officers have been going. We've been doing some things to try to help. Uh, well, you know, we got a couple of kids. I don't know if that's going to stick, but we got a couple of kids who are little kids who, you know, our police have been involved. You know, they're walking around saying they want to be cops. Well, well, you can't answer better than that. So uh, anything we can plug in. I've talked to the school board. We're about to do uh, STEM festivals that the city's going to pay for, and we'll be partnering with the school board. That's kind of we hashing all that out right now. But that's exciting. That's going to bring something that, you know, our kids aren't exposed to. Um, I think Boys and Girls Club is going to do the same thing. So those kind of things, you know, it takes time. But uh, we're putting the money behind it, and we are working in that direction. But, again, like I said, we're talking about developers, and I, I know one guy in town is mad at me because, you know, I should take all those signs down. And, I mean, one, it's not going to happen, and number two, you got to think bigger than that. When a developer comes to New Iberia, he knows your crime stats. He knows your median income. He knows all the good, and he knows all the bad before he gets it. Chick-fil-A showed me that. I mean, when they came in, they were just like, you know, here's everything about you. Uh, you know, they know how many people live below the poverty. All you do is go to the census. Yeah, yeah. So if you just pull up the census, much less they do more homework than that. If you just pull up the census, it tells our story. So my attitude is we need to be working on improving that story and be proud of the fact that we are. Um, but anyway, so we're working. The two developers we're talking to, as soon as I can tell you something, I will. But I just I can't get a read if either one of them is going to happen. It's a little too early. The uh, port um, was looking to acquire some additional oh, land. Oh, they did, yeah. And, or did. Yeah. And is this at all a, a no. part of that? No. No, okay. just, it's just a guy who, hey, I think that's the target where I want to move a business. Uh, just out of the blue. guy called me because I knew a business guy and, you know, one business guy to another. And next thing you know. So we'll see. I mean, it didn't come through yet. He hadn't even visited the town. But it's, uh, I wish I could have those conversations every day. Then you really know you'd land some stuff. There you go. Richard, or Richard Richards coming He's up coming. next. He's coming. Mayor oh, you don't want me talking plant. about plants, okay? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That won't take long. I'm going to need you to kill today. Yeah, no, that's no. it. The, uh, any, anything else you want to? No, we good. All right. Appreciate it as always. We'll look forward Thank to you. the next time. And again, uh, appreciate Freddie DeCourt joining us. Richard A. Bear is standing by. He'll join us.